reached the party line. In a moment, you'll be connected to a hot party. Hello again. Welcome to Lester and Eliza's Crash Course in Depravity, a Simpsons podcast. I am Lester, a.k.a. Mike, and... I'm Eliza. My name's Kristen. And we're here to talk about St. Patty's Day. St. Patrick's Day 2020, in the time of the plague, in the time of coronavirus. Yeah, we're deep in coronavirus hysteria of people, like, stealing and bringing guns to grocery stores and... Have you seen... (laughs) There's a tweet and it's like someone saying when they think of hold on i can find it away oh okay here it is every time i see covid19 written out i read it to the tune of come on eileen if i have to bear this burden so do all of you <laughs> so i've been thinking about that a lot what is it covid19 I love that song. That's that's a, a jam when it's an 80s night. Okay, or... well, you'll probably think about that forever now. Just um, like when I wash my hands, I sing Happy Birthday twice. Another thing you can do is you can sing um, from My Chemical Romance. I like how that's the only other song, though. It's Happy Birthday and a My Chemical Romance song. don't know it so far washing your hands wash wash i'm washing i'm miming washing my hands that's don't, don't forget to get like 80 percent of your hands which apparently all these you gotta graphs wash are your showing hands. like stop the spread all these graphs are showing like people are getting their palms and the insides but not their fingers at all well, and, like, like okay Okay, yeah, you're done. You're done. You rinse. Oh, yeah. Dry your hands. Try not to touch the doors. And, um... I mean, Don't I be s- gross. That's really it, I guess. I, I don't know. I still think Happy Birthday sounds cooler than a My Chemical Romance. We're here in our St. Patrick's Day funeral outfits. Yeah, like, we're both wearing all black, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> Which... That, yeah, that's, that's, if you're not going to wear all green, at least wear all black on St. Patrick's Day. The St. Patrick's Day parades may have been canceled, but the black parades. That's where you do, like, a metal sign or something. Oi! You didn't have any memories of, like, meeting a leprechaun and getting three wishes? No, I didn't. Although, yeah, there's a lot of stuff about leprechauns. I don't know. I didn't really... I just realized I didn't really know a whole lot about leprechauns. I know that there was one eve in Alabama where they... <laughs> it looks right. like a leprechaun to him. To me, it looked like a leprechaun to me. I gotta do look up in the tree. Who else in the leprechaun say yeah? yeah! One of the earliest viral YouTube videos of all time. The uh, Alabama leprechaun conspiracy? I don't even know what the hell you call it. The drawing was very humorous. I would um, say childlike at best. Like It really is just an outline of a face, a very crude hat, and like eyes. I don't think it had a mouth or a nose. 
It could have been anything, to be honest. But it was like if ex- you gave it to someone and like you had a gun to their head and you're like, you have to draw this in two seconds to resemble a leprechaun as much as possible. If you had to lump a leprechaun into a category of like myth, mythological beings, what would you say? I don't know if you're going to guess this. Did we talk about Oh, this? like a title for it? Yeah, it's like a... Is that like one of those like cryptos? No, cryptozoology would be like Bigfoot, I think. Yeah, no, it's. I would put it more in like the whimsy category. Yeah, like, like a, fairies and. It, oh, that's is it! it a, yeah, yeah, wow. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So like Tinkerbell and. Uh, that's what it says. It says a leprechaun is a type of fairy mm-hmm. in Irish folklore. They are usually depicted as little bearded men wearing a coat and a hat. Yep. Who partake in mischief, so... They never have a mustache on their beard, though. That's something I always notice. If they have a mustache, that is an option. If they have pants, that's an option. Depends on who's telling the story of leprechauns. They're solitary creatures who spend their time making and mending shoes and have a hidden pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. Right. Which they're always trying to keep. They're never giving that away. Because, well, so that's the thing, that if captured by a human... Captured. (laughs) Captured. I got one. This is, it sounds like it's a violent act, so pretty much they're your hostage to some degree, your magical hostage. If captured by a human, they often grant three wishes in exchange for their freedom. There's a few questions and sets of questions that I have about this to explore before we get to the wishes that we might want to make mm-hmm. if we were to capture and hold a leprechaun hostage. Tied up. Sonic is digging a hole in the couch beside <laughs> me right now. He loves a good dig. So they're captured at gunpoint. I'm not really sure. Mm-hmm. So Dangling off a cliff. I mean, I guess it's not really that important to ask the question of essentially... Could you threaten more wishes out of them? And if so, how many? Because it's like that genie situation. I guess situation. that would be a situational answer, really, so you couldn't really Does say. he address it in Aladdin, the genie, when he gives wishes? Does he say you can't wish for, like, more infinite wishes? I don't know. In the new I one like or in the old one? There is no new one to me. I think I... in the old one they say that. Maybe. I feel like there was some kind of lore in, like, a... Okay, but that's maybe that's just for genies. Maybe that's not for leprechauns. Yeah, that's true. Um, and, that, and can you wish for their pot of gold at the end of the rainbow? So that is so. That's another question. Just think so, they go absolutely off limits. You can't have my pot of gold. Is that what you want, though? Would no. you? Unless each gold coin is like, oh, that's a million dollars, easy. Then I'd be like, yeah, I'll take it. Kind of ties in with at least one of the things I think I might wish for because, yeah, before answering that question, what would I wish for? I'm like, well, what's the stipulations of these wishes? Can I wish for literally anything? So. According to Irish myths and legends, if captured, a leprechaun must grant his capture three wishes. Mm-hmm. Be very careful what you wish for, though. If you wish to be as big as an ox, he could turn you actually into an ox. Wah, but then you wah. could go like, I said as big as one. Not, I want to be, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's all in the way you structure I don't even sentence. know why you would include the ox as part of the equation here. If you want to be big, just be like, I want to be like eight feet tall or whatever. Yeah. Oh, and then you're just going to be eight different feet. Yeah, probably. Yeah, like See, that's a... the thing. So you got to be careful. Because he doesn't want to give you wishes. Apparently, the, the leprechaun is, is very literal. Well, after you, like, 
captured him. You are kind of once again like holding him hostage. So yeah, so I mean, obviously they're trying to keep in mind things that won't like backfire in some horrible way. I have infinite secret money because if you had infinite money, that Mm -hmm. that is technically more valuable than whatever the equivalent of the fucking gold is, and then you Mm -hmm. don't even have to like kind of even address the gold. Like they can keep. You know what? Maybe you negotiate with the leprechaun. Maybe. The leprechaun thinks he's getting a deal because you're like, you know what? I don't want your gold. Yeah. Yeah. That, no. Does that wish it won't cost him anything, right? Maybe I make a deal and I pay the leprechaun because I have infinite money. I can pay the leprechaun. Yeah. The leprechaun's my employee. I write him off as a business expense. Business. Plain and simple. Yeah, that's true. So, you know it's what? It's a charitable thing. I'd like to think that is that, does that, can that backfire? Is that bad? For infinite wealth, secret wealth. So secret, yes, because you pointed out that people might come kill you, but no one knows. Yeah, you keep it very low profile. And like, as long as the revenue agency's not like, where do you keep getting these millions of dollars a day? I feel like he will always get you with that financial one, because I've been trying to word it in my head too, like what the wish would be. It would be, but then again, like I would just want enough to be like comfortable with it the amount and like everyone around me is yeah if you could go like a wealth that extends to a certain amount it's interesting you say that because that kind of ties into my second thing which was the kind of something i expanded off of a few times i have infinite full health for me and full everyone like a, like a video game full health <laughs> yeah everyone who's Armor. good in the world and then I don't know whatever happens to the bad people is fine you'll get coronavirus maybe <laughs> and again it's like how they would how he would get you with that you know what I mean any like, of your problems will never be related in any way to your body in terms of your physical or mental health mm-hmm. maybe if you get injured you can like regenerate or something or maybe that's how you die I don't know but you know like Maybe that's kind of bad too. I don't know. Mm, yeah, a lot, it's hard to kind of get no, I, all like, the. It's I, hard to wrap up all the loose ends if you're. That's just very kind of similar to what I was about want. this like right before we started doing this. So, but it is. One I don't of those, even have a third thing. I didn't really get that far. Yeah, it is one of those things where you think of like your whole life of like, what if I had all these wishes? I could do this, and it's yeah. But the leprechaun <laughs> wants to trick you because you know you captured him and everything. Well, I, then I was gonna say maybe. Maybe the third one's a fun wish, but I think the leprechaun is, like, going to try to fuck you over more with a fun wish. Or, I don't know, maybe the leprechaun is that mean, and maybe it'll try to fuck you over more when you're trying to, like, do something good. I don't yeah. know. Do you have a third wish? Because he is regardless? pretty evil in the movies. Like, the movies, he's very evil. He kills and in people. Space. I, my three wishes, I kind of want one of them to be, if it can't be those two, because, like, those are very similar to what I'd want. One of them would be the ability to instantly kind of like teleport wherever i want the idea of like that kind of travel i think that's kind of fun i know yeah that that would be appealing and i was trying to think outside of the box and i'm like maybe like other planets are habitable and we can like move to these planets i feel like like that's the leprechaun can really get you there there's like i don't know maybe you get like trapped there maybe what if he's just like Oh fuck! I can't do that. I can only do stuff on Earth. Like I, that's so. That's I don't know. That's why I mean. That's why I checked, and yeah. it didn't say like no space wishes. But I don't know. <laughs> space wishes. It says yeah, literal. Like, so that and but it it would also be yeah that maybe not eternal life but like eternal health. That's yeah. That's yeah. That's yeah. It... And 
Eternal health for you and your loved ones. Yeah, so that's kind of, I, I, that's where I started, and then I was like, well, mm-hmm. what about, like, all those people? And I'm like, well, what about all the people that I don't know that are, like, don't deserve shitty things? And then I'm like, what if people in those families are bad? Then we don't want to keep them. Yeah, what constitutes bad? Like, how does he know how bad these people are? Does he know they're Violent crimes. Right, right. They're trying to steal your pot of gold money you have stashed away in your house. Well, to be fair, aren't you, you're in this position because you've already kidnapped, so... Yeah. But that's for the greater good, so it really is a very, you know, philosophical question on does two wrongs make a right? You know? That old debate. Yeah. Is that well, I, I, I'm just, I'm glad that he'll give three. So if I ever come across one... Or maybe life. more, depending if you break his knees. Yeah. If... <laughs> break his know. knees. His little knees. <laughs> We're looking at a screen full of leprechauns soon. You can just, how about you describe what you see as I go through this collection I've curated for you in honor of the occasion. Oh, wow. Well, okay, so we have a... A traditional design of a leprechaun, the green outfit with the uh, black belt, the big buckle, the buckle on the hat, except this leprechaun is dabbing. Yes. Which was a popular dance move. I think now people floss instead of dab. I think it's all related to Fortnite. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're all from the same game, right? I believe so. Um, His socks have like the stripe pattern. He's very on theme. Yep. That's uh, the leprechaun I know. He looks like moldy. Yeah, Warwick Davis as An alligator man. I'm pretty sure he started in all the movies, uh, which included Leprechaun, Leprechaun in the Hood, Leprechaun Returns to the Hood, Back in the Hood, Leprechaun in Space, which I watched, which was really bad good. But he has like a lot of riddles and stuff he tells people. You think you could capture this Leprechaun? Oh, easy. It'd be like capturing a baby. Like, yeah. Not a baby, but like a toddler. But he has claws. Well, he kind of looks like an alligator human. He's got like fucking like alligator hands. He does look like um, Killer Croc from uh, Batman. He has that that texture of skin. I like his power pose. What about this? You know what this is? This is this the doesn't prequel look like this. To all the unlike it looks like a leprechaun to me. This does not look like a leprechaun to me. You want to know something about this? Yes. This is produced by WWE Films. How about that? So it's top-notch quality filmmaking made by a wrestling company. So to confirm that is, this is meant to be a leprechaun. Yes, that's meant to be the same leprechaun. It kind of looks like Voldemort. Yeah. If you... It does not look like a leprechaun, though. Put your fingers through part of his face and kind (laughs) of stretched it if he was, like, made of He doesn't have any of that gingery hair. He's bald and kind of... He's kind of he kind of has a bit of a Nosferatu look, but like there's some, something is something's happened to him. Yeah. How do you feel about this? What does it make you feel? These are like now he kind of looks like Rip Van Winkle. Yeah. He's got like a knight hat on. Now these are kind of like Lord of the Rings ish. Yeah, this one looks like a little goblin. Yeah. He's got a big Ooh, pint ew. of beer. They all seem to be drinking beer. This one kind of looks like Steven Tyler. He does. <laughs> Steven Tyler, Tyler holding a pint glass and a corncob pipe. This one kind of looks like a werewolf because it's got hair coming out all yeah. over. Ew. The one in the center looks like a pirate. 
Yeah. Well, look at all these varieties of. <laughs> this kind of looks like ET. He does. Look at his legs. Look how They're... skinny his legs are. Is is that the color of his skin? It's like dark gray. Type in. But sex... then his. Type in sexy leprechaun. Let's see if it's any oh different gosh. than. I'm gonna have to look for the sexy cakes later too. Oh right, yeah, we're gonna be uh... using. Although I'm kind of worried it's gonna give me just like Halloween costumes. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's you know Halloween what? Costumes. I was hoping it would be like sexy Santa. My brother had the like weird, creepy thing. I hate sexy Santa. Yeah, it's awful. Well, so not here. Oh, I guess that was it. Then I just a trickster. My... Yeah, he is a trickster. That's, he that's, is a trickster. That's why he has the three wishes, but he wants to trick you with each one of them. And like, we don't really get much Leprechaun in this in these two episodes, really. No, not really. Like, we get um, St. Patrick's theme, at least. And we do get, in the second one, there is, I guess, a reference to the Chicago River. And so I haven't really thought that much about it before, but I was like, well, how does that really work in, you know, adding so much of whatever makes it green to the water? Mm-hmm. A green dye, natural green dye, they said, had, like... So regarding the Chicago River... The dyeing tradition became an annual thing nearly 60 years ago in 1962, but its real origins go back even further. Really? Imagine how not safe it was before, like, the last 20 years. Yeah. So in the early days of his administration as mayor of Chicago, Richard J. Daly was a man on the mission to develop the city's riverfront area. There was just one problem. The river itself was a sewage-filled eyesore. Oh, boy. In so order... it already was green. In order to get to the bottom of the city's pollution problem and pinpoint the exact places where waste was being discarded into the waterway and by whom, Daly authorized the pouring of a special green dye into the river that would allow them to see exactly where dumping was occurring. Okay. So it's pra- it was practical, I guess. Well, we, we've looked at photos of the Chicago River after it was dyed, and I was blown away with how bright it was. It is like, it is straight out of The Simpsons. It, yeah, it is very, very, very similar crazy. to the Radioactive Man movie when they're filming in the power it's, plant. It's neat, but it seems pretty unnecessary. It like, also kind of reminds me of... I mean, unless it really isn't damaging, I don't know enough about it to say either way, but if it is damaging, they shouldn't do it. If not, I guess it's kind of cool. I don't know. It does kind of remind me of the show Uh-Oh. What do you say when your stomach rejects the five pizzas you just stuffed down your throat? It used to be on YTV. Oh, yeah, the slime. The green slime. It's like green slime slash radioactive. Do you looking. think, like, tourists, like, try to drink the water or something? Like, drunk I tourists? I guarantee it. I guarantee they, like, have a certain amount of I people wonder that how it. sick you get. Especially because you'd probably be pretty fucked up and you'd probably be hungover, so you'd probably be very sick. And you're probably drinking... You definitely drink water you already don't want to be drinking because it's polluted. Mm-hmm. So I find any water you're finding in a Right, that's city. the whole thing. So apparently the color only sticks around for about five hours. That's crazy to me. Like, how does it just disappear? I was wondering about that too, and I wasn't really able to find that. Apparently, yeah, it's the formula is an orange powder. Right. It's top secret. Nobody knows it. Telling one of in 2003, one of the parade organizers told a reporter that revealing the formula would be akin to telling where the leprechaun hides its gold. It's exactly the same as that. But like now that I know more about leprechauns, I don't want their gold. I want them so I could have three wishes. What about that gold? They're just like, 
actually this is fake gold i don't know what to tell you this right yeah you're taking i know right well who's to say the the pot of gold isn't a scam if everything else is a fucking trick what if it's like it's gold shit i don't know yeah who knows so you know you got to be very specific so you have to have everything in your wish clause for the leprechauns do we want to try our snack Yeah, so this is our snack segment where I literally just grab whatever on the way here. You sounded really good. I'm excited to have these. Well, these I, I didn't get from the dollar store below your place. No? These Ooh. I got from the convenience store by Spadina Station. The one Ooh, I said usually smells out front of. So these are Lifesavers Gummies Neons. They're two different versions of a Lifesaver. Wow. These have a joke on the back. Okay, all right, yes. I'm wondering if joke? I can explain it just from this. Okay, so... It's an orange gummy and a blue gummy, and they're talking to each other. They're speech bubbles. Mm -hmm. The orange one says the blue one. Knock, knock. Who's there? Orange. Orange who? You kind of see where this is going. Orange, you glad I popped in? And then the blue gummy hysterically laughs, even says smack with an exclamation mark, and like, like it made, maybe they made a smacking sound? I don't know. But then the final panel is, I slapped my knee on that one. Gummies are called neon. And then the joke just ends. And wow. then it says more flavors is the last panel, which doesn't really make sense. But It's a punchline. So we'll name the ones that are listed. We have Bold Berry, Orange Pop, Pink Punch, Cherry Lime Splash, and Electric Zzz Lemonade. Yum. Now, we're going to try these out. Oh, these have like a hole in the center, so you might not like them. Are you going to put them on your fingers? Like those ring pop games. I think it can fit on my pinky only. I don't know what the smack indicates. Oh, that's the smacking of the, the knee on. Oh, know? right. That makes sense. But he doesn't have a knee, so it's hard to tell. That is, that's He has right. no anatomy whatsoever. What did you have? I took... Oh, wait, I ate it. Sorry. No, no, it's fine. Oh, I that's good. Played. These are good. I like these. Of course, two of them I grabbed were the exact same flavor. I don't want all these blues. It's okay. I'm I keep getting peach. And I do like green. Oh, no, these are blue. I give it a thumbs up. I give it three leprechaun wishes out of three. I would give it, yeah, me too. Well, now I'm going to have to choke down these gummies that I really enjoy, and I'm going to have to avoid eating now. Oh, a few more. Are you ready to talk about yeah. the episode? So. Our first St. Patrick's Day episode. Our first first episode is uh homer versus the 18th amendment from season eight episode 18 aired uh, originally march 16th 1997 so right around st patrick's day you think the streets were paved with gold i'll ask you now do you have many memories of 1997 because you're younger than me so i don't expect it all the time Nope, and the only thing I have down that happened March 9th, 1997, uh, Biggie Smalls was murdered. Right. How about you? For 97, I, I, that's one of those years I consciously remember everything. Like, not everything, but like a lot. When I was looking up the movies and even the music that came out that year, the music, like, that's what really I went, I remember all of it. You had I'll Be Missing You by Puff Daddy, mm -hmm. which was about Biggie Smalls' death. You had Mbop by Hanson. Yes. Candle in the Wind, the remake for Princess Diana, R.I.P. Your favorite, Tub Thumping by... I get another <laughs> 
the drugs don't work by uh, the Verve, which is one of my favorites. I don't remember that song. It's a good one. Oasis had a big hit. Blur had a big hit. Like the UK invasion was big. I remember this era. And then boy, boy band music was big. Janet Jackson was around. You had a lot of Coolio had a hit still, kind of. The movies. I was kind of surprised. Apparently, oh, Liar Liar. Do you remember seeing that? Oh, with Jim Carrey? I do remember that. The news stories. I mean, we had Princess Diana dying that year. I woke up my mother to tell her that it happened. And where were you? Didn't you have like a... You don't remember, right? Do you remember where you were when Biggie Smalls got shot? I don't remember that. Do you? Oh, I did. I knew who he was. Because I was a big fan of Bad Boy Records. Puff Daddy, Notorious B.I.G., Faith Evans, Mace, and Mace has a dollar sign for the S, because he makes money. But yeah, that was 1997 for music and culture, I guess. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. The premise of this episode, it starts with a St. Patrick's Day parade. Parades just bring out so many emotions in me. Joy, excitement, looking. But then really the story, still pretty St. Patrick's Day themed, um, Prohibition goes into effect in Springfield, and then Homer goes into the booze-making business with Bart's help is pretty much the premise of this episode. Mm -hmm. The episode starts off with Bart and Lisa walking into Springfield Elementary. You sure look stupid in that green dress, Lise. That's funny. I don't feel stupid. And right away you notice that we have a different color palette for the episode. Yeah. At least for the opening. Uh, where everything's kind of meant to look like that dreary, rainy weather, and the colors are very muted, I would say. I but feel because... like even probably just the fact that everyone is wearing green who wouldn't normally wear green makes it look like oh yeah, almost like the color cast is green even when it's not because you're like seeing just a lot of it. Where because it is a colorful show, like that's yeah, I believe that's what Matt Groening intended. Where like you're flipping past channels and you're seeing like yellow, blue, green. Like you're seeing a lot like in general the show. We end up at Moe's Tavern. Sorry, sorry at the school as well. The pinching. Right, yeah. Over not wearing green. Hey, everybody's wearing green. Oh, no. Oh, it was people began pinching those who didn't wear green as a reminder that leprechauns would sneak up and pinch green abstainers. Now, my question about this is that wouldn't wearing anything other than green not be a good strategy to catch a leprechaun? Right. To get your wishes, because then you're basically luring them to you. Mm-hmm. And then if you're prepared, you trap your leprechaun. So, I mean, who's laughing now, leprechaun? Yeah, these leprechauns seem like they want to get caught and then not get caught. They need to make up their minds with their pinching. Also, Play I hard hate... to get, which is not a thing, unless you're a leprechaun. I hate pinching when it's, like, actual hard pinching. I don't, oh, I don't want to nothing worse. Because then it's, like, that wealthy feeling. There's, like, no reason to pinch someone. <laughs> I like that it's gross. Yeah, it is that's gross. Right. It is. Also, when I hear pinching, I think of, like, middle-aged gross men that are, like, just pinching butts and being gross. A pinch? I don't want to pinch, and I don't pinch people. No, no. Um, so that's not really something, yeah, that either of us really grew up with. We are, were spared We both the learned it from this episode, right. I yeah, believe, we did. right? Like, that, I, my earliest memory of that pinching... I've never experienced it in real life, but it was from this episode. One of those things that just kind of like seeps in your brain and I mean, it, it obviously it is a thing to some degree, but um, I don't know. Mm-hmm. If I was looking to catch a leprechaun, I'd say we're in a good position to do so. Yeah. And if the leprechaun came in, just like a vampire, you'd have a 
stand your ground law to yeah, yeah, capture yeah. them. Kristen we... misunderstood me when I was talking about uh, vampires, where you have to invite a vampire into your house. We were, it... we somehow, last week when we were talking about vampires, we started talking about, or sorry, when we were talking about leprechauns. <laughs> our we, vampire episode. <laughs> we, our Halloween theme, uh, crossover, St. Patrick's Day extravaganza. Yeah. We, yeah, we were talking about how to kill a vampire, and I was like, oh, it's like with a wooden stake, mm-hmm. and like, or in, in the heart, Garlic. or in the crotch, um, yep, as yep. we've learned. Crotch is number one. And Mike had said something like, if they're in your home, and I like thought you meant stand your ground law type yeah. of thing, but he would meant, I, I didn't know there was a rule about like, they can't come in unless you invite them in or something. I had originally only knew about it from the remake of Fright Night. And it's also like I think they will trick you to get into the house, kind of thing, because they can't it's like. Scary. Yeah, but if your it door also is locked, is... does that keep them out? It keeps Richard Chase out. Yeah, you know maybe. Richard Chase is? Oh yeah, the yeah. The, va- the that vampire of Sacramento. He's the Night Stalker. No, that's um. No, that's Richard, Richard Ramirez. Ramirez, right? Yeah. Wait, which one say Richard was? Richard Chase was the vampire of Sacramento. Yes, and he would pretty I much did. like he wanted blood. He would just like go around, and he like if people's doors were unlocked, he'd go in and just kill whoever is inside. Mm-hmm. So I always use that as a case while you keep your doors locked. Yeah. No, hundred percent. But I've heard that even with like many, I've heard that many times with like burglars and stuff, or like if you're gonna get robbed, especially now in the times of you know coronavirus. Yes, and the, the, the apocalyptic times we are in, a lot of people have said it's just the opportunity. If the door is locked, they'll find somewhere that's unlocked. So Yeah, no, I, I've always, I grew up with my family not locking doors in St. Catharines because we just lived in areas that were fine. But like, still to this day, I lock every door I have. It's I, diff- I mean, it is different depending on where you live. I would probably just, you know always do it at this point out of like habit, why not but like what's the worst that's it it doesn't like even like i was in the habit of even doing it growing up in oakville also a quite safe place but it was more so because for a long time just the door didn't latch that well so it would like b- blow open in the wind oh yeah if it yeah. wasn't locked so it was just kind of like having it unlocked is one thing but having it wide fucking open is kind of another yeah so. that's but that's... yeah here it's just because I don't need crime strangers to walk in. Crime and vampires. Richard Chase, not even a. Well, I guess he was a vampire man. Richard Chase is <laughs> not like, a leprechaun man, but a vampire. He's like man. a leprechaun in the hood. Yeah, <laughs> he's like a leprechaun, but instead of a pot of gold, maybe he has a pot of blood. <laughs> right. Yeah. A and you know what? St. Patrick's Day is about making it whatever you want it to be. So. You catch that leprechaun and you want to wish for a bucket of blood or maybe, you know, some extra blood for your penis, then, uh... Wait, what? Richard Chase won't need more blood for his penis. Oh, right. You had mentioned it last, too. <laughs> he just, he could not get enough blood flow to his penis, I guess. Sometimes that'll happen, I guess. Um, Turned into a vampire. Yeah, so that's, uh, that's Richard Chase, St. Patrick's Day extravaganza 2020 talk for the episode we end up at most tavern right which they're up front and most giving the breakdown to everybody about uh, the 411 here's the 411 folks yeah most given the 411 on uh 
St. Patrick's Day, and as he's coming in, he has a thing of like green dye chemical, but it clearly is like a poisonous symbol on it. He's got a lot of it. He's like wheeling it in. Oh yeah, of... he's most tavern because probably one of the most popular bars in the city. This is one of my favorite jokes where Mo asks where all the designated drivers are at, mm-hmm. and like three men lift their hands, and then he immediately tells them to beat it because he doesn't want cheapskates around. Which... Yep. Is awful but funny. It's interesting that it is so normalized in TV shows and movies, like when people are like explicitly going out to drink and then all drive. I guess like, I mean, The Simpsons aside, which is a, a cartoon, there is even the episode with the curfew right. that begins because of the fact that they're drunk driving. That um, one's different. Yeah, that one's like Although pretty... also that's the premise of the New York one too, is that Barney takes the car right. and leaves it yeah. in Times Square. He doesn't leave it on, in the uh, mail slot. Good night, Barney. Don't forget to bring back my car back tomorrow. Just slide it under the door. I mean, I guess maybe we are to assume that they're all having, you know, one drink an hour and they've had their, they've, they've ate and they're drinking water. They're constantly eating And I guess that's water, technically yeah. okay, but I don't know. Anyways, that has nothing to do with this. Um... <laughs> We get to the St. Patrick's Day Parade in Springfield. Yes. Which is narrated by... Have you ever been to a St. Patrick's Day Parade? Uh, yes. I feel like one in the city, too. but I, I think we have it. one. I've never been to it. How does Jehovah's Witness... Oh, no. You probably weren't supposed to celebrate any odd. of that. Literally, any, you couldn't even celebrate your birthday, let alone right. that. Um, yeah, I don't know why St. Patrick's Day would get the pass. Yeah, yeah. They're just like, well... Jehovah see... likes this. Jehovah was secretary of partying down. Well, and... Jehovah became jehovah because he got three wishes from a leprechaun wow yeah so he's like i want to be i want to be the god of everything you know what i want to create life i don't know if that leprechaun was like i can't or maybe i don't know did it backfire maybe do you think god would like interrupt you be like like if i was like what if (laughs) classic 90s jam what if like a leprechaun Leprechaun came and i was like like (laughs) i went i need my first wish to be, I'm the new god, and the other one's out to go. Do you think God would intervene think... and go, come on, like... Interesting. Do you think you try to make a bargain? Or he... he yeah. It's clearly a woman. They. She. It, I don't know. Let's just say... We're, we're assuming that we, either of us, believe in him, and I don't think we do. I don't. No. I know. I'm trying to be... But in theory... This is where there's a clip of Tim Heidecker from Tim and Eric saying, fuck God, and he rips a cross off his neck and throws it down. It's the last time I ever praised him. God. I support that. <laughs> anyways, uh, yeah, parade. I'm not a big parade person. Anyways, I don't really like being in big crowds. No. I'll deal with big crowds for things I really want to do. Like, What do you think I, of like... floats? Eh, I don't care. Not even if they're drunken Irish novelist floats. I yeah, if I'm gonna go to a parade, I want a I want a fountain of beer to yeah hit me, or if not me, a child, a yeah. deserving child. Bring your air horn thing. Well, Midge loves parade. Sure. She had green hair. Yeah, Midge had her uh, trademark blue hair turned green. And then Bart really wants one of the plastic novelty horn. Kind of like that. Yeah, we talked about this, like the stupid crap that they like get kids to buy or like pester their parents to buy. And the joke is that he acknowledges that like he's going to get bored of it. Yeah, Um, even he's aware he'll get bored of it. Yeah, we used to always bother my parents to buy us like light up swords from Wonderland. Yeah. Also, this doesn't really have anything to do with it, but do you remember at, like, restaurants and at, like, dentist office, like, a treasure chest of toys? 
Yes. That was pretty yes. fun, right? I they do. still do that? I, I hope so. Oh, I would always get the, like, super bouncy ball, usually. Interesting. I don't know what I would get. I guess it depends. I don't really remember anything. Oh, Wowie Pop. <laughs> or your rubella inoculation or whatever. Yeah. Things um, start to degenerate at the uh, the parade. Right. Uh, Kent Brockman's reporting and a bunch of, a bunch of hooligans bust in. Hey, Mom, on TV. Hey, where's that weather check? <sighs> this is some wicked party, eh? Hi, have you seen Sully? Get away from there. And then they all seem to have Boston accents for I know. some reason. I know. Some wicked party. <laughs> yeah, some wicked party. Bakyakon, Harvard Yard. And then they go from, like, having this, like, mildly sedated look on their faces to just, like, shoving and punching each yeah, other. And, and it just, like, escalates. Like... One of my favorite things from this show that you don't get in anything else at the time, at least, was just the immediate fist fights that would happen. This one as well, the fish and chip shop explodes and then everyone cheers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And despite all that, that now, like, everyone's kind of fighting on live TV, presumably, you know, there's been an explosion. Like, yeah. is that is an act of terrorism? Yeah, yeah. Which is interesting considering, like, the, the parade in the next episode, which we'll get to. Mm-hmm. But we despite get... all of that, then the Duff float with spraying beer yeah. indiscriminately into the crowd still comes through. Yeah. Despite the explosions and yeah, the violence, they they will not stop for anything. They they paid a lot of money for that. Why float. should they? This party's just getting started. <laughs> Apu is clearly hammered. His clothes are like untucked. His hair's unkempt, and he's like stumbling around. And he's got a megaphone. Which he's, he's yeah. With. He's a everybody get naked. Don't be stuck up. It's going to be great. <laughs> Which I'm glad the second part exists too. And then Kirk is really into it. This party's getting started. And, and he, he rips off his shirt, and he's got like all these gold chains. And he's so like paunchy. And... But he's a. Uh, we determined he was single by this point because yeah, I think he I been think they get divorced in season six, I believe, and this is season eight. So since Bart had the horn, mm-hmm. all the beer went in his horn, and he drinks it. He gets drunk. That old lady. I don't know exactly who she is, but she points out that Bart's drunk. And then we're back at Moe's, and they're watching the riot footage, and Homer sees Bart on the news, Our fa- one of our favorite lines. We have Homer, and he has like a barrel on his head with the right. hole poked out, and he's watching the parade, because he's getting hammed at Moe's, and it just cuts to Bart, and they're like everybody's just kind of quietly watching this little boy stumbling around, and Bart looks into the camera and goes, what are you looking at? <laughs> And then Midge comes up behind him and drags him away. Kent says, what are you looking at? (laughs) The words of a drunken child. The fact that they would put a drunken child on the news is so, like, unprofessional. So at that point, um, Kent vaguely calls for prohibition. And Homer predicts that, you know, it's just going to blow over. But then it did seem to be mostly women women of the church um mm. protesting for and then saying they want a prohibition to think of the children uh helen lovejoy's catchphrase oh won't somebody please think of the children yeah you know if that's the first time she says it is that a reference to something else or is that just think her of the thing? children oh no she would i think she would have said it at this point already yeah, yeah probably like probably. a few seasons yeah you're before. right do you know, is that, a, is that from something else? I think it's, she's just supposed to be this overly uptight, right. uh, real, like, kind of Bible thumper lady that's very afraid of everything. Right. Even though, 
Wasn't she, like, I don't know, didn't, we definitely did an episode where, like, we came across some information about, like, her, like, threesome or something? Yeah, there was some weird, like, post-season 10 bullshit. I mean, I guess that is supposed to be, I guess, a vast contrast otherwise. Um, I mean, good Not to say that that's, you, you can't think of the children and have a adult relationship that's fine i suppose and i like to think it was the three way was with ned and maude but she would have been dead by that point maybe maude was probably dead so maybe they just threw reverend lovejoy in there (laughs) ned reverend lovejoy and maybe one of them could like dress up as a train one can dress up like a baboon baboons to the left of me baboons to the right a third came screaming at me (laughs) and that's when i got mad through this, we end up having the uh, newspaper headlines about uh, prohibition. They're doing it. Yep, yeah. it's there. Yeah, because the the keeper of the town law, that old man, I don't really know who he is. Um, he goes over some old texts and yeah. discovers a prohibition law has actually been around for two hundred years, but it's never been enforced. So, yeah, I guess just calling attention to it. He looks into it. And he's like, "Oops, this is already a law. We haven't been doing it." Mm-hmm. Um, so then Mayor Quimby has no choice but to ban alcohol from Springfield under penalty of catapults. Right. Which is interesting that that comes up. Another thing that ties in was we had been talking about doomsday preppers. Mm-hmm. And there was a group of people on doomsday preppers in terms of catapult that like they had been building a catapult and they'd also been making homemade throwing stars. They were like ninja stars. Yeah. That's hilarious. They'd been loaded, so they were loading these things into a catapult and firing it off and kind of just like trying to see what happened. And in watching them do that, apparently I started looking, I'm like, I don't know much about catapults. So I started looking up info about catapults. And apparently their initial purpose was from medieval times, basically like 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 bio warfare. They would like fling diseased corpses over walls and stuff to like make people sick. Like Lord of the Rings. One of those things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it makes sense in terms of like if you're trying to heave something heavy over a high wall. But like just as like as a defense mechanism, you can't they didn't have any way of knowing where stuff was gonna land. Yeah. So it's like hope you're in the exact spot you need to be in this whole forest you live in, where the throwing stars will land, which may or may not even actually injure you that badly never mind kill you are they putting the throwing stars in the catapult they yeah they were setting that's what they were putting in there somehow i just picture it like landing like next to a tree and then none of them hit anybody so anyway that's the punishment if you do alcohol we have alcohol free duff at the duff brewery yeah so they're otherwise just burying all of the barrels of beer in the landfill presumably and yeah the president of duff he is confident our customers buy duff for its robust taste not its alcoholic content and then it's 30 minutes later he's in front of the factory and it's shut down Putting and a then <laughs> another line we love oh uh well that's the end of me and i like that joke of like People are only buying it for the taste for alcohol, which is a pretty relevant thing. Now people seem to have more taste for alcohol. But when you're drinking, like, a domestic beer, like a Bud or a... Like, you're not going, I'm drinking this for the flavor. I would expect there's probably a lot of brands that would shut down if they went to strictly non-alcoholic. I mean, personally, like, I don't think I'd drink non-alcoholic beer. I'd rather just drink something else. I don't know, like... Yeah. Water. I mean, I always want water, but... Yeah, yeah. Um, H2O freak over here. Fuck yeah, hydration corner. That's right. Speaking of water, 
we end up at Moe's Speakeasy, which... We sure do. Which the, they probably assume they're just selling water. Yeah, well, it's a pet shop. The best damn pet shop in town! Yeah! Yeah, yeah. And so Fat Tony and the mob are bringing in the beer illegally, bribing the police force. And I guess it was a few hours... Because Mo does say when Homer goes in, it was a scary couple of hours, but everyone's kind of like a wholesome town. He goes into Mo's, it's disguised as Mo's pet shop, and it seemed like way more fun than usual. With prohibition back and forth, sobriety's peaceful slumber was shattered by its noisy neighbor, the speakeasy. It was very rowdy there. Well, oh yeah, like they were going buck Princess wild. Jasmine was there, and Princess Jasmine's not around all that often. Yeah, the only so. time she's ever Aerosmith in is there is when she's at Moe's. Yeah? Because she was there when Aerosmith played. And then in this one, she's dancing with uh, Wiggum. Chief Clancy Wiggum. Wiggum is one of my favorite characters in the show, and this episode really does a good job showing just his sleaziness. Wiggum, after dancing with Princess Jasmine, he ends up walking toward uh, Helen Lovejoy yeah. and all the other women that are like there to protest the most average. Better turn on the all Wiggum charm. And he's got his walk going. <laughs> Wiggum's like got his like, like that weird voice too. And uh, it's just not flattering and like intimidating. Perfect. Yeah, pervert. Oh boy, that sounded bad. I was just going to say about the Wiggum charm as well. What is your interpretation of that scene? Like, she looks really horrified. She does. But what do you, she's probably it, like... Am I, is that like... Is there a cultural reference I, I don't understand? I don't think it is. I think it's more she's not used to being around drunk people. Interesting. Because that's what I interpreted it as. Mm -hmm. And I always thought of it as that, like, you're fucked up, but you're, like, trying to play it cool. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. then it's, like, the moment where you know you're doing yeah, a bad job. he his hair back. Like, he even goes, like... <laughs> he doesn't do the 411 walk, though. No, he doesn't do the 411, which is probably good because he might have killed someone. Yeah, yeah. The church group demands that they bring in a police chief who will enforce the law. Quimby doesn't give a fuck, but then he is reminded of the election in November. Again? You stupid country. So then they that's when they bring in... That's where they bring in Rex Banner, a classic one-episode character. Elliot Ness. Yeah, a much-beloved character based on Elliot Ness, played by... Dave Thomas of SCTV fame. Of not, Wendy's. It's way better than fast food. It's Wendy's. Not the Wendy's Dave Thomas, but from my hometown of St. Catharines. Wow. Although it sounds like he moved when he was like pretty much born, so like doesn't really count. But still, like I like him in things. He's genuinely funny, but I didn't always piece his voice to this episode till way later. There's a lot of voice actors I didn't really notice until way later too. He's called Springfield. He takes over as the police chief. He pretty much kicks open the police station doors. Chief Wiggum, Eddie, Lou, and some other guy are watching Krusty on the TV. Yeah. He dumps Wiggum out of his chair, suspends him indefinitely. Hey, I was watching that. <laughs> Sitting there. He then otherwise hung the rest of the, the guys there to straighten up. The one guy's got the badge in his mouth. Take that badge out of your mouth. And then to Wiggum, he says, what are you waiting for? Someone to kiss you goodbye? Well, no. No, I guess not. <laughs> and then otherwise, to stop the mafia from bringing in the alcohol, he just builds that brick wall in the road and just right. smiles as he watches the cars pile up. It's kind of the... disturbing. Like, the more I watch this episode, I'm like, Rex, he's a bit of a crazy person. Uh, yeah, and... <laughs> There's, like, car pieces flying everywhere. I mean, just the fact as well that the cars see a brick wall coming up and they don't either go around it or, like, stop the cars. Are they all necessarily bad people that got in that car crash? Presumably it was Fat Tony or people from his... Well, it obviously wasn't Fat Tony because he's in the end of the episode and he's right. fine um, yeah. in other parts of the episode. 
He's actually, he's in it right after this because he tries to give Rex Banner a bribe. Right. Literally right after this, he says, or it's during this, he right. says, how do you, you know you don't like bribes if you've never tried it? And Rex Banner is into it, but he says no. And then Fat Tony doesn't give a fuck. He says, okay, we'll just stick with smuggling heroin. Yeah. Spanner, see that you do. <laughs> just like so much worse for this city. I have someone I mean, who's saying... he selling heroin to Otto, I guess? I have mustard. Even and Otto's probably Future like... Bart. Yeah, Future Bart, probably. Bang, Ooh. bang, Bart. You're fat. Yes, more made a love, honey. I have someone saying alcohol is my way of life. Was that Homer? Homer does say that. Homer okay. says that at some point. I think Homer says that because Wiggum doesn't have a job, the next scene is in the Simpsons kitchen, and Wiggum walks by and asks, like, through the kitchen window if anyone needs to be arrested. Yeah. And that inspires Homer to think of a plan, which is he asks Bart to think of a plan, but um, he does say alcohol is his way of life in terms of it's that pretty much they too. don't like, they're, they're both against Rex Banner because Wiggum lost his job and Homer wants to drink. Classic team up. And then when he sees... Barney at a vigil for the the Duff plant. On I have TV. mysterious person in black. <laughs> <laughs> it is Barney, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he, well, he burps too. Yeah, that gives him the idea to uh, to dig up the beer in the landfill and pretty much kind of secretly get it into Moe's. Although I'm like, yeah, is Barney like okay in terms of like withdrawal? Because isn't yeah like suffering like alcohol withdrawal is like really oh, like yeah. a serious thing. Remember he cut up his gums pretty bad on the. Uh... <laughs> I don't know, but I mean, he seemed to be doing okay, so that's yeah. good. Maybe he's coping with Coke with um, Armando and Rafi, oh, his friends yeah, yeah. from he's, Flaming Moe's. Well, the Mafia is probably still bringing in Coke for Armando and Rafi. Right, that's true. It's just they just can't bring in alcohol, which, I mean, to be fair, alcohol is like dangerous too. So, so then Homer goes to the landfill. He digs up the beer. They do have a car chase yep. with Rex Banner when they're bringing home the beer. It's Homer and Bart taking home the beer from the landfill. And Rex Banner's chasing them. Bart says, Rex Banner, what a dope. Look at him trying to aim that stupid gun. When they get back to the house, Midge immediately notices the damaged car. He goes, I don't think it had broken axles before. Yeah, he the will not total. answer anything about what Midge asks. Really reasonable questions. What happened to you, Homer? And what have you done to the car? Nothing. I don't think it had broken axles before. Before, before. You're living in the past, Marge. Quit living in the past. We have and, one of your favorite lines coming up. Yeah, so he sets up shop in the basement, and he's pouring the beer into <laughs> hollow bowling balls. And as he's leaving, pretty much with his, like, wheelbarrow full of bowling balls full of beer, he says to Midge, going out, if not back, avenge my death. Yeah. And I like to say that when I go out. Um, it's a classic line. It's a classic easy line to use, too. And understandably, as they're leaving, um, she does ask, why do you have so many bowling balls? I'm not going to lie to you, Marge. So long. You know what? I respect that. Yeah. Like... No, he didn't lie to her. And so then it's him and Bart go to uh, the, the Bolarama. And he is purposely bowling gutter balls that somehow get, make their way to Moe's. We have a, the diner painting redone with Rex Banner and Lou and... Eddie. Eddie, they're sitting at a birthday. diner. It's his birthday. Rex's birthday, kaboom. Right. Rexy's birthday. It's not a very happy birthday for Rex Banner. We have a Barney who's immediately drunk again, luckily. Yeah, he's mad because he, he has a newspaper with him and the headline is pretty much... Says something along the lines that the beer baron is outsmarting uh, Rex Banner, yep. and he can't find him. So then Barney walks by, puts his face up against the glass, 
says, hello, fishies. <laughs> I love his nose just, like, rubbing up and down. Rex Banner has a good line, a very old-timey. I well, love his, when like... he punches through the yeah. window to grab him. I love his, like, old-timey, like, Chicago kind of prohibition dialogue of, is some blind tiger jerking suds on the side? Which... I get it, but just all those words thrown together are hilarious to me. Yes. <laughs> yes. So we're back at the Simpson home. Homer's bringing out another load of the bowling balls, and he says, I forgot to make sure the coast is clear. It probably is. Let's go. <laughs> and then Marge and Lisa are standing there. The wheelbarrow falls over, and the beer starts spilling out. Marge is really impressed, though. She says it's the most brilliant thing he's ever done. And she says, yeah, that she's known him since high school. And she says the law's unjust and is she's she's into the money. Lisa says we have to obey the law even if we don't agree with it and they all tell her to go to her room. Yeah. Which like I agree. If we were to line up the most commonly used illegal drugs and then like what alcohol, cigarettes, and I guess like recently now cannabis, mm-hmm. what is the most damaging? I don't know which one it is between alcohol and cigarettes but like i'd say in the grand scheme of things i know those are really high up there like those are both really bad someone that sells alcohol to people daily it's definitely well like cigarettes are off awful awful i mean i think it's kind of i mean i would would say to simplify it that it seems like cigarettes are worse for you physically because alcohol makes you prone to to, like fucking up your life or like you know addiction problems getting into accidents Mm -hmm. you know hurting yourself whatever so they're both pretty damaging in different ways i suppose um and both expensive yeah i mean i suppose you could say i mean you'd say any substance addiction is i'm sure that heroin that tony's bringing is probably expensive and the coke um, from barney's friends otherwise we're back at moe's and uh, rex banner says open up curly I, this is a raid right. curly. this is where we get the great scene of moe with the giant like pull switch that flips over the restaurant pretty much the whole the bar flips bar. over and i guess every, all the tables and stuff are cages with animals somehow the animals seem okay so those animals are upside down underneath the ground right when did he have that bill it isn't i know right because it was just only hours later that he kind of yeah. formulated this whole Maybe thing he had a you know what he probably did he probably had that put in when he had his floor taken away you gotta give me back my floor my customers are walking around in the pipes so Rex Banner says, pet shop, eh? What kind of pet shop is full of rambunctious yahoos and jazz music at 1 a.m.? Uh, the best damn pet shop in town. Yeah. And Rex Banner says, okay, baby turtles and alligators seem like a cute pet, but they grow up. And that is true. That's true. That's also true for pigs. It's uh, true for a lot of things, but, um, have, yeah. Well, when he leaves, it gets switched, or the back. floor gets switched back. And we see that Barney was the only one that did not get off of the platform. He just sat on his stool. Oh. And he's covered in grease and, like, the... It reminds me of, like, the black grease on, like, bike yeah. chains. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Wow, those gears really hurt. <laughs> but he seems to be okay. One of uh, my favorite moments, Rex Banner's on a hill somewhere, and he says, You're out there somewhere, Beer Baron, and I'll find you. And then you hear Homer be like, No, you won't. Just in the far distance, a cry. Yes, I will. Oh. <laughs> so I don't know where Homer is. Um, you can hear him pretty well. And even, well, there's, I, I think we're coming up on this still. Eventually, when, like, Rex Banner's just standing on the street, basically, like, asking people if they're the beer baron, Homer walks by with his, like, fucking wagon full of, like, 
barley and shit but yeah that that happens later Mm -hmm. he's now getting like media recognition but he runs out of beer from Mm -hmm. the landfill so he needs to start making he starts making his own um, alcohol do you remember how many bathtubs he could have bought i do so he wanted he wanted he wanted 42 and the deal was um 50 for 3000 he says he, he maintains he wants 42 do you remember what he offers to mo when he says he's they're out of beer oh Delicious cock. Yep, that's right. A dirty, dirty joke in My Simpsons. Won't somebody please think of the children? Which, come on. I'm, we're lucky they didn't say black cock. C-A-U-L-K, guys. Get your mind out of the gutter. The gutter ball where the alcohol's going. Yeah. Do you like bowling? Yeah, I do, actually. I have a story. When we were Jehovah's Witnesses when I was a kid, we were in a cult at one point. <laughs> Uh, we, we escaped for Halloween night. We'd always go bowling. That's fun. Like my mom would just take me and my one best friend who also was like, didn't celebrate Halloween Mm -hmm. and my sister. And we'd go play, uh, like disco bowling, midnight bowling where they would like change the lights. Yeah. Well, like, it sounds like that's important that like, even if you choose whatever your reasons are not to celebrate the stuff, you don't have to, and your kids don't have to, you know, whatever. It is important to like replace it with something (laughs) obviously you're going to be aware of the fact that, like, you know, other kids are celebrating Halloween and whatever. There's no way around that, but, like, if you can do your own fun thing. Yeah. Establish your own kind of, like, I don't know, traditions. Oh, yeah. It, yeah, it, and it never made me go, like, oh, I wish I was out for Halloween. Yeah. Well, uh, it sounds like you got to, like, miss a lot of, like, bullshit, like, school stuff. Oh, yeah, like, crafts days and stuff like that. I mean, I, I like just, crafts. Looking back, like, I'd like them more now, but back then I was like, eh, I don't care. I'd rather stay home and... No, that's watch, fair. Stay home and watch Pokemon. <laughs> Rex Banner is doing his kind of like profiling on the street. He asks Ned Flanders. Old diddly ulti as George. Not the Baron. He sounds drunk. Take him in. Whacked out on Wally sauce, if you ask me. Homer is openly making the bootleg liquor in the basement. However, he is trying to keep, what he's trying to keep a secret from Marge is the fact that they're exploding. Because I was like, at first I kind of, I, I guess I never really thought about it that much, but when we watched it again, I was like, is it supposed to be a secret that he's making his own alcohol? I was thinking the same but thing. But she she knows. She, yeah, because once those balls fell over and he explained the thing. Right, right. And and all, I mean, there's a scene where, like, it there's an explosion and, like, Bart and Homer scream yeah. for, like, a prolonged amount of time. She runs down the stairs and is like, what? And there's, like, the lines, the rows of bathtubs in the basement with, like, the signs saying what's in them. Mm-hmm. And Bart's... Bourbon starts to say that there was an explosion, but then Homer says it's that bean I had. That bean I had. Just one bean. And then they're in the bedroom. The explosions are still happening. The bean. <laughs> there's like a huge explosion. He, he's screaming, and then she looks out the window, and he's on fire on the lawn running around. Mar- Mitch does not seem that concerned with it. She's just kind of watching him roll around on fire. But then Homer's okay, luckily. He says, uh, I thought about what you said, honey, and I've decided to quit. <laughs> So he's like, at least I've got my money. And then Wiggum tries to, this is the next day he's walking down the street. Wiggum tries to rob him. Yeah, Wiggum looking like shit. Like <laughs> In his striped pants. Days. Yeah, like he's clothes all disheveled and he's trying to make money for his kids. Or for Ralph and Sarah. Yeah, and he tries to, so he tries to rob him with the, he, with the gun, but Homer points out it doesn't have a trigger. So Wiggum says he And most he of the handle. <laughs> yeah, but I could throw it pretty hard. And then Homer says... Like, poor Wiggum. I'll bet you really hate Rex Banner. And he's like, who? <laughs> <laughs> Guy stole your job. Oh, yeah. 
Uh, well, Rex Banner, I believe, notices the clouds above Evergreen Terrace, but they he's don't... pretty much yeah. Um, but he's still like he's an idiot. He doesn't quite get it. Rex Banner is having a press conference at City Hall saying because of the fact that Homer has like you know on his own accord decided to stop. The mysterious clouds over Evergreen Terrace are gone. I assume the beer baron was just a, a figment of the media. media. And then um, at the same time, who someone interrupts and says that the uh, Wiggum pretty much has the... Because Homer pretty much tells Wiggum yeah. to get Wiggum back in as police chief. They work at a deal where... Well, <laughs> Wiggum can get his job back. Homer can get... It's really nice of Homer yeah, to Homer do that. Yeah, Homer sacrifices it. Um, and it's also like there's a bit of pressure from Midge, like where she's like, do the right, because Midge is always the voice of reason. She wants positivity. She once was. Yeah, she once was, not anymore. Uh, so he, yeah, so Homer does a really nice thing for Wiggum, and he pretty much gives the story to him so he can get his job back. Um, so they're it's they're a great in, moment. Yeah, they have like the news station in the basement at the Simpsons house where Homer's got his operation. Wait, but there's a great moment we missed where. Rex Banner uh, oh, says it's right. laughable. And then Rex Banner doing one of my favorite moments in The Simpsons, his attempt at laughter, which is like more of him choking and just making odd sounds. Like, <clears throat> well, we all know what the sound of laughter sounds like. I uh, feel like part of it was kind of like, it was like... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's just trying It was like to, a squeak, like... <laughs> and he's doing this weird, and I think he spits a bit, too. <laughs> oh, that's making my chest hurt. <laughs> Uh, um, but yeah, and so... You're right, yeah, the news media are at uh, the, the basement of the Simpsons house. And so, pretty much, they they it comes back to the fact that the catapult, well, that's the punishment, that's what the law says. So, I don't know, they're like somewhere like in the middle of the town. With the catapult, Marge just tells sorry, the... Sorry, I have one line yeah, that yeah, I like. Yeah, sorry, yeah. Is when Homer, uh, when Wiggum's describing exactly what Homer did, uh, Homer cuts him off and then explains, you forgot one thing. I filled the balls with a funnel. And then the cameras click. <laughs> and they <laughs> post. <laughs> I like that. That is just like the funnel is the most integral part to this story. I know. But sorry, go ahead. No, that's it. So um, the sentencing with the catapult. Um, are just trying to tell the town how silly the law is. But Rex interrupts saying they don't get to choose which laws they follow and which they don't. Um Wiggum tells Homer he thought he'd get a fine, or at worst, three, four years in yeah, prison. Yeah, three, four years doesn't bother that's that. nothing. But they have the catapult. Where the catapult came from is unclear. They test it with a cat. Uh, they did say uh, car crashes and fistfights are down in Springfield. Of course they were. Yeah. They would be. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's like, that's very real. I forgot this as well, but in terms of Rex Banner saying they don't get to choose which laws they fall and which they don't, if I, they, if I could, I'd shoot every person that looks at me cockeyed. Oh, it's pretty fucked up. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Especially for, like, the chief of police. But he, pretty much when he's, like, in the middle of his speech, he steps on the catapult. Uh, Wiggum says, send him back to Mama, and they, I don't know where he lands. He goes somewhere, I guess. He, I guess, dies, presumably. He, there is no way a human could survive that. That's Or the cat. Yeah, the cat, like, I even if you landed in water, you'd probably be dead. I don't know. I'm, yeah, probably. And then, R.I.P. Rex Banner. And then uh, Mary Quimby says, well, that was unexpected. <laughs> anyway, reset the catapult and let's get this over with. So they still, despite that, like, despite that Rex Banner seems to be the reason they feel they need to catapult Homer. They still want to catapult Homer. Mm -hmm. But 
then that old guy with the the law guy comes out and says uh there's a few more lines on the parchment <laughs> yeah do you remember why what the the reason for this being okay now that uh, now alcohol's okay so the law was repealed the following year yep that's right yeah so with that in mind they're not gonna catapult homer and uh quimby asks homer how long it'll take him to bring back alcohol and he says he doesn't do that anymore but then fat tony says around four minutes yeah then we have five minutes later um, everyone's drunk again homer finishes the episode giving a toast to alcohol to alcohol the cause and solution to all life's problems dun, 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 dun. and a happy ending of everybody partying in springfield yeah that's the episode um classic episode delivers on everything you want from a like a saint patrick's day alcohol themed episode and for sure yeah it's and then it led into <sighs> well dude before we episode. get into that one do you have a favorite part and a least favorite part favorite part a, yeah um rex banner's laughter uh. <laughs> least favorite part i was gonna say the drunk driving stuff but like the joke is tame enough i think the like designated driver's part maybe it's um delicious cock that's like a new simpsons kind of joke i agree i do agree with that like Um, i still kind of laughed at it but it was still uh what about you what are your two favorite and i don't know i don't kind of i didn't really have them i haven't set them aside so i'm kind of trying to decide i think i know your least favorite what's my least favorite the cat and the catapult oh that's a good point i don't like that no that's 100 percent I agree with you on the delicious cock as well. Mm-hmm. Someone can loop that now. And make One of the, I guess, it. just I've just been scrolling through my notes and I laughed at Hello Fishies. I mean, yeah, I do remember you laughing a lot during Hello that scene. Fishies. It's just the way he drags his face around on the yeah, glass and you see his lips, so and his whole mouth flapping around. It's similar like, to Lenny when he's giving the thumbs up. I love birds. that scene too, actually. <laughs> hey, and then I just want to shake your hand. <laughs> so i like that yeah um maybe that's it i actually laughed too at the 42 bathtubs and then uh 50 for three i love when someone's trying to be helpful which is interesting because that comes right after the cock joke yeah i love when someone's trying to be helpful with homer and he takes it offensively like the guy that was trying to sell him the washer for free yeah and then get he threatened my get, gun. yeah he threatened to shoot him I also and I and you know what I another thing I liked is that it was really nice of Homer to give the story to Wiggum. Yeah, there's still because a... he didn't have to do that. He could have just stopped. No, especially because he did potentially. He knew he must have known to some extent he was going to get himself in trouble. And even Marge, obviously knowing he was getting in trouble, was like that was a very nice thing he did for poor Wiggum. Yeah, I like how they call him poor Wiggum. Yeah, he does look pretty disheveled in this episode when he doesn't have his hat on. It happens very quickly. I know. Yeah, yeah. and his clothes are all untucked and. Apparently Sarah's not working. We don't. Yeah, I know. Like we. I never really thought. She of looks it, like she'd probably be a secretary at a high school or something. I could see that. Yeah. Admin. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. But yeah. Other than that, I guess you ready for. Uh, yeah, we have our our second sex pies. You'd think this was our last episode when we talked about American Pie. That's right. And college. We have sex pies and idiot scrapes. It, uh, what is an idiot scrape that's not anything. i don't know it that's... is just i guess it is just this reference on sex lies and videotape yeah. i don't know what that is it's supposed to what is that again it's an independent film from the late 80s that was pretty big is it porn it sounds like porn. it sure sounds like it i think it did have some like eroticism it? to it no I've never oh okay seen it. but it was yeah like a big independent film. i think it was like 89 maybe it was 89 yes you are correct 
But this episode was from 2008. You think the streets were paved with gold? September 28th. Uh, the day after my birthday. September yeah. 27th is my birthday. 2008, which I would have been in... Where would I have been? Maybe in college residence at this point? I think you would have been 20 years old. Yeah, that sounds about right. I was looking at what we could remember from 2008. As far as it's like... It's all you. Oh, I yeah. I don't have anything. I have uh, the movies that were released. Choke. Uh, the Duchess. Uh, Eagle Eye, which had uh, Shia LaBeouf. Okay. Um, not a lot of movies I recognize. Bangkok Dangerous, Surfer Dude. I don't know any of these, but I don't know a lot of movies. Burn After Reading, Ghost Town, which I did see, Ricky Gervais. Yeah, not a lot of memorable movies, but I don't think they'd really put a lot of good ones out in September. What about the music? The music, you'll definitely know a lot more, I okay. will say. Especially number one. One of your favorite songs, Low, by... Florida. Do you know who else it features? Mm, Another famous of the time person. Can you give me a hint? Uh, <laughs> I'll give you that first letter, but it'll give it away right away. Okay. T. Pain. Yeah, yeah, okay. that's right. Chris Brown had two hits. Fuck Chris Brown. Chris, yeah, he's bad. Not a lot of I music. I really. Pink had so what? I kind of remember that. Jason Mraz. Remember Jason Mraz? Ugh, I don't like that. <laughs> Miley Cyrus had a hit with okay. See You Again. Yeah. Paper Planes. Okay. MIA, yeah, okay. I, I, I like MIA. I saw MIA, I think. It probably was. It was 2008 or 2007. Wow. I was in high school still, but I was in grade 12. Buck Cherry. I don't ugh. Not a lot of music I would listen to in this list now that I look at it. It's a lot of the same people, too. But, uh, yeah, so we have um, 2008. Like, we... You would have been you would have been in college? Yes, this would have been the uh September 2008 would have been the fall that I started my first year of university. Wow. I was in a four-year program, so at Guelphumber. Yep. Ideally you'll hear this episode before you hear the other one where we talk a lot about Rexdale, a suburb of Toronto. Armpit. Is it Etobicoke? A it's, little bit. It's a little bit of Etobicoke, a little bit of North York. -ish? It's kind of near the airport. Yeah. Yeah, but anyway, we talk a lot about that. You'll either hear it in the episode before or after this. We both Ideally after. We both survived living in Rexel without getting mugged. We, so. Well, I didn't. Oh wait, no, you did. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Da -da 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 -da. Sorry for bringing up that old. Uh... That's okay. Well, yeah. In this episode, the premise of this one. The reason we do it is because it starts with a St. Patrick's Day parade as well. Mm -hmm. And pretty much the premise is that Homer is punished for brawling on St. Patrick's Day, meets Bounty Hunter, who is a parody of Dog the Bounty Hunter. Which was popular at the time. And then him and Flanders pretty much pair up to do bounty hunting. And then Marge, otherwise, starts working at an erotic bakery. So that's kind of how this that one old goes. Subplot. So, yeah, um, the beginning... I just pieced something together, and yeah. it has to do with this beginning. The bounty hunter part, Boba Fett is in the opening. Boba Fett, the most famous bounty hunter. Ooh, I didn't even put that together until now. Wow. Uh, he, the couch gag is he freezes the Simpsons family in carbonite like he does Han Solo. Interesting. Then we jump into... The River's Green. Yeah, the River's Green, which apparently... From is the being... nuclear plant, Mr. Burns says. Yep, yep. His plant is making the river green. And he says, now you know your life is in danger. And then he just walks away. Yep. So that, I don't know, that back I guess that's his, a joke. Back to his cookie factory. Dun, 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 dun. 
So it's booze free again? Yeah, the Quimby announces um, since they cause so much damage when they're drinking uh, that they're going to have a booze free St. Patrick's Day. Mm -hmm. Um, And apparently that is in reference to the episode we did watch where I guess there's, you know, the explosions and the the whatnot, the the drunk children and the Mm -hmm. stuff. Can I I give you his full name? Yes. We have. So we find out that Mayor Quimby's full name is because we always knew him as Joe Quimby, Diamond Joe Quimby. Uh, Mayor Joseph Fitzgerald O'Malley Fitzpatrick O'Donnell The Edge Quimby. Which, the joke is, there's just so many obviously Irish names. The last one being The Edge, which is the guitarist for U2. Oh, really? I didn't, I didn't know that, actually. Yeah, it's it's oh. a kind of nerdy thing, but it's it, I, I, the name's kind of funny, I guess. But pointless. Then we get into some dodgy IRA jokes, which really damper this episode pretty badly. Considering... The IRA, specifically there was the London bombings, like 2008, 2007, like right around this era of this episode. Like it, it is just like that family guy shock value I think they were going for. And it just comes across offensive and a lot of the reviewers just ripped it apart for that. But I believe it had mentioned that there was a point in time where those parts were taken out. The fight between citizens from Northern Ireland and the Republic yes. of Ireland also included Bart's line, where are the IRA when you need them? Gregory Campbell, a British MP for East London Dairy, said, The Simpsons is a humorous cartoon, but the context of using a line Correction. like that... was. Was a humorous cartoon. <laughs> the context of using a line like that about an organization which caused so much death will lead to people to have very mixed views... Some people may take it as a lighthearted reference, while others who are not affected by the real-life violence of the IRA and are still suffering with that legacy will not, which is, like, very fair. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of those things where I would never go, oh, they're being sensitive. Like, that's 100%. No, it's fucked like, up. It's, yeah, like, I mean, terrorism is terrorism. So. Yeah, and, and it was very fresh in a lot of these people's minds. And those and shows are huge. Australia and the UK love The Simpsons. I just said Australia because I know they love it there, too. Yeah, and it says, so in the in the UK airing of this episode on Channel 4, some scenes were cut out, uh, mainly the first two in the scene in the alleyway, which mm-hmm. is where Homer confronts Snake. Because this is, like, this episode I really felt like you you can tell Family Guy is really on their heels. Because I also had another part during that brawl. You have the thing from the Fantastic Four fighting Yeah, the I know, that was stupid. And, then, and like, it's like, it, like, I'm sure I would have laughed at it in an old episode, but in an old episode it just kind of feels like, like, this doesn't feel like they would throw that in their universe. Like, it just kind of... Right. And, like... Lame joke. This also kind of didn't really have anything to, like... It didn't add anything to the episode that Lisa halts the violence momentarily, singing that the Irish Tora lullaby. Tora Laura Laura. Which, they've, that song was in another episode. Like, an earlier one. I feel like... I know. I felt like it was, too. But oh, it's... Was. Barney sings it when he's looking for his toothpick. Oh! In the bar. Interesting. In the B-shirt. Which is way funnier. We have the float for the small Irish family, which is like right. like two parents with like 19 kids, which I grew up with around a lot of Irish, including one who they came, they flew here with 10 kids. Wow. Yeah. So it's, uh, I'm sorry, but it's 100% accurate. Tails is trying to get Sam's attention. <laughs> she is the, the queen bitch of this house, so... She's 100%. She's patrolling. He's reported in, and now she's going to claw the carpet, I think. Yep. yep. Yeah, there Called she it. Goes. Well, this is where Midge meets her new employer. 
Yeah, so she's carrying basically like a basket of cupcakes and a group of urchins, apparently. Urchins. Swarm her and steal her, her cupcakes, but then this guy, he is a baker, he offers Marge a job after tasting her cupcakes and realizing her talent. He does grope the cupcake. Mm. And such a marvelous shape retention. Yeah. We have Wolf, the bounty hunter, which is a big difference. Right, because Homer has to go to court because of his part in the riot, basically. This is where I already forgot. We have a voice guest in this episode. Do you even remember? It's so minimal. Like, we always talk about these new episodes. Like, the the voices they use are just pointless. It's Julia Louis-Dreyfus as Snake's girlfriend. Oh, I do remember now. But I didn't know that before. I think she's in one scene, and it's... She is. Uh, Homer is trying to lure them to do his bounty hunting. So pretty much he goes, he has to go to court because of his part in the riot. And then Lucky Jim is the guy that tells him that. Mm -hmm. But then there's Wolf the bounty hunter. And Homer wants to become a bounty hunter. Wolf allows him to skip the $10 fee and the online test. And so he becomes one. It's already a very easy process, but he still lets him skip it. And then Snake is his first target. Yep. So he sets up a trap selling an apartment, and those who skipped bail are welcome. Mm-hmm. Him and Gloria come along. Uh, Homer chases Snake down the alley, and that's when he pulls out the gun. Um, he pretty much tells Snake th- to shoot him, but then Flanders is magically there uh, with a pane of bulletproof glass to fix the leftorium. <coughs> bulletproof glass. Flanders? Yep, I'm just replacing the front window at my store. So when Snake tries I, to shoot Homer in the I, head... I, I completely forgot about that part. Yeah, so Snake tries to shoot Homer wow. in the head. Flanders is magically there, holds out the glass. The bullet reflects off the glass, and Snake gets shot in the arm with the bullet. Mm-hmm. And then Ned and Snake have like a heart-to-heart talk. Do you remember what he says his name is? Because I didn't catch that, and I didn't care enough to go back. But oh, I almost don't want to know what his I, name is. I know, is. That, that was partially for me too, so... Is this where Homer tries to do a plastic bag kill for the first yep. time? This case is... In the bag. I think that gets cut out as well. I'm just going to check because I have um, censorship. Uh, the scene where Homer confronts Snake in the alleyway shortened mm-hmm. so that the snake shooting Homer but the bullet bouncing back is cut. Homer seeing it was Flanders and Ned saying he's replacing his windows was kept in, making mo- no sense because Ned wasn't near him at all at that time. Yeah. As well as this Ned coming over to Snake and asking him what his mother would say for doing that. And Snake responding was cut, but Ned telling Snake he can change his life, and Snake agreeing was kept in, which is makes it sound so much worse. It's assumed that it was due to there being a fair amount of blood visible from the gunshot wound. Yeah, it was pretty graphic for, like, a non-itching, scratchy scene. However, recent reruns kept the scene of the bullet bouncing back and hitting Snake in, as well as Ned saying he's replacing the windows before going to the next scene of Ned having to replace his windows. Home replacing a... Uh, plastic bag over snake's head was cut as well that's like because can i give you a story tied into that yeah for sure oh everything's relatable to pro wrestling so there was a thing late 80s terry funk who's a bad guy wrestler he attacks Uh rick flair who's the good guy and he puts a bag over his head to suffocate him right yeah and the like they almost got kicked off television for that like the censors went nuts because they're like you can't because kids watch tv 
And, like, a kid will do that. And, like, if you think about it, kids are stupid and impressionable. That's a good way to suffocate. Like, that's a, I mean, good, bad way. Like, who's watching this show nowadays? Like, it's kids, right? You got kids that are learning how to floss from Homer and Bart. Yeah, so Homer, after this happens, after Flanders saves his life, he wants Ned to be his partner as a bounty hunter, which is kind of a rare but not unprecedented kind of a friendship with Flanders. I mean, obviously, friendships with, with between Homer and Flanders are initiated by Flanders constantly mm-hmm. doing nice things for him. But They're always the odd couple. A few times they are yeah. by Homer um, as well. And so Homer goes to the Leftorium and asks him to become a team. Then, meanwhile, Midge is at her new job with the baking. I have, she thinks she's just professional baking. I have Midge's boss is gross. Then, mmm... Oh, Marge. Because he seems to, like, really get off on the actual, like, bakery itself. It's not just a job to him. Okay, so it pretty much ends up she's doing erotic baking. And she didn't know she was doing erotic baking right off the bat. Mm -hmm. But she is wondering why she's only making cylinders, spheres, and half-moon-shaped cakes. And I also do have the noises he's making tasting it is uncomfortable. And then she asks why that's the only stuff she's making, but then Patty and Selma come in. So the guy All goes, up. Oh, 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 boy. Yeah, they're, they are very horned up. They're very, like we said, they're all pretty horny in the, these episodes um, in like, general. Yeah, mid, It's Homer. a lot hornier. So Patty and Selma come in and they say it's like a really naughty girl's bachelorette. I don't yep. know who that is. Yeah, I'm trying to think of who who do you think Patty Selma would hang out with in Springfield? Ruth Powers, maybe? Ruth. Do you think they hang out with Krabappel? Yeah, yeah. Maybe. Krabappel. Um Uh Miss Hoover. Miss Hoover, yeah. Whatever her real name is. I forget it already. Elizabeth. Elizabeth Hoover. Um I feel else? like that would be their group of friends. Princess Jasmine? Princess Jasmine, yeah. She's probably like the young, like crazier one out of the group. Hard to say. She's just been uh, kind of there since the beginning. So, yeah, I mean, she's maybe in one just, of the early episodes. Just by default, she's at least 30 years older. Yeah. <laughs> she was well, now they're all the like show. 50, but... When Patty and Selma are in, we get to see Homer torture Snake. That cake is in the bag. We don't get to see the uh, freshly frosted ass cake. Yeah. We don't Chris, get to see any of the erotic stuff. Christine that... was very disappointed by this. We well, did you see... Said, do you want me to look up erotic baking? Oh, 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 boy. Sure. Now? We'll, we'll pull up a couple. You want me to put it on the TV? I'll do it so we can all see it at the same time. We'll pull up two. It is strictly for bachelor parties, I'm guessing. It right? makes me think about... Um... Like someone's not weekly going and buying like an ass cake or something. Hibbert had a penis cake, too. I just made a custom order for the Hibberts. It's an exact replica of the good doctor's... I don't want to know! It's not what you think it is. God! It's his penis! Apparently that was cut, too, and he's like, it's his penis. Yeah, Um, that joke... So Marge does, obviously, she overhears the conversation that he's having with Patty and Selma. There's, like, a zoom-in on the camera, the day-old wangs on the counter. Mm -hmm. And then he gives Patty and Selma the suggestive cannoli album to look at. Oh, oh boy. Right, so here we go. We'll, we'll We're going to look up some erotic cakes. We're going to look it up and see what... Maybe now, Patty and Selma have a reason to be old. I feel like we've talked about messy food a lot, and I don't like messy food, so... 
I don't even like cake boss cakes where you're just like, that's not practical. You wouldn't eat that. That doesn't even look good. Well, my favorite kind of cakes have uh, Rice Krispie squares in between them because you run out of material. Like Is in, this uh... it? Oh, no. Ooh. Oh, boy. We're looking at... Are those dipples? No, that's a dick and balls. But I meant this Oh, part. oh that. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I think oh, it's I think you can see my cursor so I can point. Like... <laughs> oh, look at this one. That's wow. so tall. That's a pretty, like, detailed one. That is actually... That's, like, a very... This one's just, like, a normal cake with, like, a pretty large-sized wang and, like, two balls on it. This one, too. Ooh, oh, my God. That oh, one's got my... a hand... Uh, so you want to read what the caption says? What's coming out of this one? Oh, God. This other one says to have it to hold, and there is a hand around the dick. Oh, oh that one, God. too. And that one's got chunky cum coming out of it. <laughs> What's this one? Okay. That one's like a dominatrix laying Ooh, on a bed. Dude. What the fuck? Hmm. Ooh, that's some of them are so scary. What the hell is ah! that? Oh, that's a dick too. I think those are people, but it's a lot of people. Oh my god. Oh, oh my god. So it's <laughs> one. It's such a shitty taken photo. Oh, it oh no, it's just two people. I thought it was more. But they're like, like his tongue is out. Yeah. That is so gross. Interesting. How about that? Well, well it looks like from far away, it looks like a lot now more. Now I things. see the rage about all these erotic cakes. Oh my god, what's this one? Ew! I don't know. What's that? That one took me a second. I'm like, oh, it's just a guy's waist. Is that erotic to people? They look like children. <laughs> mm. I don't know. Do you think Ew, Cake this? Boss makes erotic one? cakes? This one just seems to be blurry. Why is it like this? Kristen, you must be 18 to look How at this. How pornographic is this cake? Really? Oh my fucking god, just show me the cake. Okay. Oh! Why, though? Ew. It's just a vagina. These these cakes like they're pretty detailed. I I love that someone put their two cents in on this cake. The I, vagina is all wrong, and why is there hair near the flower and an anus all on the same cake? I got twenty more questions. I'm not this, saying I wouldn't eat the cake though. I want a little everything, some ass, pussy, eye, and then it's cut off. Okay, well that's what we need to know. Um, so that's good. Oh my oh, wait, god, look at go this to the SpongeBob one. one. Oh, gee, is that it? <laughs> and it's coming out of a woman's vagina oh, cake? Oh, that was the first one. Uh, how do I get back to SpongeBob there? Oh, there it is. Ooh, look at his dick. Ew, there's a gross SpongeBob one. Like, whatever you do, make sure the Google in Well, the see, search... it actually looks like his balls and half his dick are in his underwear, but then, like, half his dick is out. You know, look at oh that. Oh, my you God. You see that? Ew. Ah, look at all this So, who is the age of watching Spongebob, but they also want an erotic cake with his dick out? Um, That's, like, a weird crossover appeal. There's some titty cake. There's oh, this a, just seems to be an erotic some kind cake of Facebook very, thing. It's like a bondage cake, but it looks like a, like, amateur claymation. It looks like in... The Nailed handcuffs it. are like huge red loops. Yeah, they're gigantic. Is this, this is a dick underwater? It's got a snorkel on. Is that erotic? Do people get off on that? What's the point of those? I yeah. If it's like, not a kink. Like, what is it? Like, what do you want? That? I don't quite like, because the reactions even in the episodes are different. Like, they're laughter to like extreme like perversion. That's interesting. It's not something I've really heard about much in real life. 
otherwise, but I don't know. I guess it's like a thing to oh, some yeah. extent. So, Someone's buying this like horny SpongeBob. Look at the display picture. It's the SpongeBob with his dick. But that's what his... I mean. It's that his dick is like half in his underwear and it's half out of it. And it's okay as a Facebook photo. I know. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that a thing? How about that, huh? Erotic cakes. Everybody. Erotic cake is just what this account's called. Yeah. So if you want to follow. Oh man, it on I've been Facebook. looking up so much fucked up stuff. Uh. So yeah. Back to the episode. Yeah, I'm just going to close down all these erotic cake-like Facebook fan groups I've been on now. Well, you're subscribed now. I have, I believe it's Homer tasers his coffee to warm yeah, it up. Yeah, Homer's taser and a bunch of stuff. Him and Ned are like, uh, they're, they're bounty hunters now, so Homer's tasering everything. He does taser his coffee to warm it up. And then he just sticks the taser in his pants, and then he's just like tasering his crotch, I guess, right? Because uh, he was thinking of an erotic cake. They play Electric Avenue. They do. As they just do a montage. Now, how does Homer's nip slip happen? I forget. They're doing it. a magic show. Right. And Homer's like the assistant. And he is wearing a feminine outfit. And when he bends over, his tit slips out. His booby, as his uh, booby. Hitler would say. Ach, du lieber, das ist nicht eine booby. Uh, point the bullets away from your sisters. Yes, because Homer is bringing back gifts. Well, actually, no. Sorry, this is at the same time. So, yeah. Homer brings back gifts. He brings back shell casings for Bart. He, that's when he tells him to hammer them away from his sisters. Mm-hmm. He brings Lisa a meth set, and she's like, this is evidence. And he's like, evidence that I love my little girl. Ugh. And he brings Marge flowers, a full dozen, no tricks. She gives him a sterling silver frame with a photo of the kids. And he's like, for now... As if he's, I, I understood that to mean he was going to, like, take the photo of the kids out and, like, put something else in the frame. Who do you think he'd put in there? Princess Jasmine? I don't know. It's kind of hard to say. Yeah, like, Who maybe, does, I don't know. This new Homer, this unlikable Homer, he, maybe he cheats on Marge now. Maybe he does. It's, but then Homer suggests that for Lisa's birthday, Marge bakes a cake for, since she's a professional baker now, and she slaps him. Which is, like... That's an insane overreaction. Like, even though well, Homer, Homer asks, yeah, Homer asks why she slaps him. She's like, it's a muscle spasm, and she keeps slapping him, and she slaps herself. I don't know why. Just because you're doing erotic baking, like I'm, I'm sorry, are you not capable of baking a not erotic cake for your child's birthday now? Like, it's like you could you make still do it. That. You couldn't make it at home. No. Or even, like, I don't know, are you going to get fired if you don't make an erotic cake for a child? Like, I don't know. Um, but yeah, then like, what is this boss? Homer and Flanders are, do you remember the ACDC? Or Kindly ABDB? Deeds Done for Free. Homer, I don't think we have the same musical tastes. Well, I like ACDC. I like their Christian cover band, ADBC. Kindly Deeds Done for Free. Kindly Deeds Done for Free. Ugh. I wrote, wow, kill me. They're eating pizza <laughs> rolled up. I feel like there's, like, really sexual undertones to, like, that scene as well. Yeah. It... I've never seen anyone eat pizza like that. Oh, you gotta try it. This way the pepperonis stay intact till they reach your stomach. Let me show you. Oh! Let it unfurl in your stomach, and that sounds awful. Also, they're like... eating, they pretty much, they roll up pieces of pizza, and the premise is they're, like, fucking deep-throating it and swallowing it. Oh, let Remember? it unfurl in your stomach. Ugh. But their first, yeah, Pizza. their first uh, target's Fat Tony, yeah. which is interesting because Fat Tony was the, the OG smuggler in the other episode as well. 
Um, they're waiting outside Luigi's for him, deep-throating pizza, <laughs> jerking each other off. Yeah, um, that that was deleted from syndication. They chase Fat Tony into a mole. Homer puts a bag on his head again. Yeah. And then the... Does he put on a, a bag on his head, all, like himself as well? I had the... In this, down, yeah. It might be later, too. Well, then... They keep going back to this gag of the bag on the head, which is really dumb because it's a joke they shouldn't have been doing. But then it's also like, well, now they have to cut it out of syndication, so you're losing time on this stupid shit. Right, and I don't know if this is out of order, but, like, I guess Marge at some point, like, reveals to Homer she's an erotic baker, and that makes him very horny, and they want to go to bed with the cake, but then Homer proposes a shower with the cake. Do you remember that? This, yeah, I forgot, and this episode gets so gross. After Homer puts the bag on Fat Tony's head, they get into an argument. They're horny with the cake... Ned tells Lucky Jim he has to quit the bounty hunting business, but he's given one last target, who's Homer, because Homer didn't show up for court for his role in the St. Patrick's Day riot. Right, right. So then Ned said he won't do it, but he decides to because all the other bounty hunters look like they'd hurt Homer. One of the other ones is Cherry Darling, a main character of 2007 movie Planet Terror. Um, oh, I love that movie. Oh, yeah, that little... Oh, really? I don't see a lot of movies, but I really like that movie. Really? I remember seeing that in theaters. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I, I'm shocked. I tried though. to do that as a Halloween costume, I think. Oh, like a machine gun leg? I did. I made a machine gun leg out of really? cardboard. Really? Yeah. I'll have to see a photo of it <laughs> if it exists. Definitely do have that. But then there's also like a bear with like, he's like doing like nunchuck stuff yeah. and a raccoon. That, and like, that's another one of those, okay, now it's Family Guy. It's not Simpsons. Right? Like, Simpsons had somewhat of a grounded reality and then... Well, there's this like, really long like parkour Hulk. like oh, scene with Ned and, and Homer chasing each other around because Ned is trying to catch Homer. That's right. And it's so so long. Um, they're so doing so bad. Yeah, and then like it's pretty much it ends with like Homer jumps onto a moving bar attached to a crane. Ned follows and slips, and then Homer thinks about the good times they had. He grabs Ned's hand. For some reason, there's a mon in the montage of good times. They're punching Rex Banner. That was just something I put down. Um, Rex Banner was in the second episode. He was in like it, like oh, in a yeah, memory. We, we he point... wasn't actually in it, but yeah. in this part he was. I, yeah, we did point it out when we watched it. Now that I think about it, they get stuck in the wet cement because Homer realizes he's not holding on to anything because he's stupid. After a few hours of Ned reciting the Old Testament of the Bible and the start of the New Testament, they're taken out. Homer gets imprisoned. Gets a cake from Marge to remind him of her, telling Homer that he loves her. So it's just, it's not an erotic cake, it's just a cake that says to love my life, but he's, like, making... And this is where they shoehorn in sentimentality that doesn't work. I was watching this episode not going, oh, wow, I really hope Homer and Midge end up liking each other by the end of it. It's just, it just, it's just shoehorned in. Like, it's so, and it's not, it's, like, compared to, like, I'll always say, compared to the one where, remember where... Homer and Midge are on the bike and it's playing yeah going off into the sunset and they're playing raindrops keep falling on my head yep that's like they kind of build up to that moment within the episode this and that just, was the one the other happened. one where he he does quit drinking yeah yeah and this one it just just ends that way I put um, we talked about that in relation to the auto one I don't remember who it was or what publication it was for but they'd reviewed it and they were like this really kind of just symbolizes that like yeah, an episode that would have once ended with, like, Marge and Homer riding into the sunset. Yeah. Homer's pretty much, like, blowing darts into Marge's neck. Oh, God, I forgot about that. But, oh. yeah, it is really, I, I guess, polarizing. 
in that way. This, like, yeah. It, and it just ends with Homer in jail. He gets a cake from her. And it's like, oh, blah, blah, blah. Like, I, my wife still loves me, I guess, is the end of this episode. That's what it is. Which is interesting, because that is also how that the one ended in the last two episodes. We watched the ice cream truck one. Right, right. And he really didn't deserve it. Ugh. Yeah, that one I was more angry about, the yeah, ending than this. That one was worse. This one I was just like, it just shows Homer in jail, and I'm like, oh, credits, that's it. Like that, you know, that familiar jingle you have a favorite part favorite part i probably do i was actually looking at it i liked oh the uh the irish family float i liked that okay that's fair and i had another one here the parkour i hated that sucked i know that was that did suck Ugh. oh the, the idea that midge put the erotic cakes in the vegetable crisper i was kind of like oh that's funny that was kind of funny because homer's just a pig and wouldn't actually the kids wouldn't even go in there right for worst 100% I'm going to do IRA jokes and the plastic bag because the joke wasn't funny either time and they just kept repeating the same jokes. But right. then the other thing would have been them. They clearly had watched the fucking family guy where Peter and the chicken fight for a while. I hate that so I much. I hate it. And they're just like, oh, we can do that too. And then it's even less funnier. For on this. sure. Uh, what about you? Honestly, I've been scrolling through my notes, um, <laughs> trying to kind of figure out. It's I'm having trouble finding something that I liked. I know you were you were very disappointed not to see that frosted ass cake. I wanted to see the frosted ass cake, so maybe I will say my favorite thing. Mm, no, I can't. That doesn't feel right. Uh. You can have none if you want. I gotta have something. Maybe it's, like, nice that Homer and Ned had a little bit of friendship. I feel bad for Ned, you know? Yeah. Especially you, since, I, I do like, like seeing Ned-centric stuff. Homer murdered his wife, and apparently this was the first um, episode, the first time since it says Alone Again, Natra Diddly. So I don't know if that's the episode where Homer does, like, kill Maud or if it's another mm. one. But it says it's the first time since that episode that Ned acknowledges Homer's role in the death of his wife. Oh, wow. Anyway, I guess maybe, like, yeah, I like that they kind of, like, Homer, like, trying to be friends with Ned. And I don't like particularly... I guess, yeah, the, the, the IRA stuff's pretty fucked up. And the... It wasn't... Uh, it wouldn't have been funny then, and it's definitely not funny now. Yeah, I agree. Like, it just didn't work ever. And, you know, if we're gonna make it St. Patrick's Day, let's try to keep it light, I guess. Like, really, let's... To be real, like, yeah, I'm not Irish. I have no, like uk heritage at all in my family so anything i know about st patrick's day is based on you know i don't know whatever it means in canada which does seem to mostly be like if you're like a teenager to i guess you know however drink. old it means you're gonna you're just gonna it's an excuse to drink a lot which is fine Green you beer. know beer would die in it do what you gotta do. I'm sure there are people that celebrate for, like, cultural reasons, whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't know anything about that, but that's all fine and good. As long as you're not killing anyone, putting bags on their heads, uh, etc. And you can make know. as many dirty cakes as you want. Go right sure, ahead. you know what? Why the fuck not, you know? Just be careful what characters you use. SpongeBob, that's a little dicey. I don't know. Is, Sponge is SpongeBob a child? But he's predominantly for children, right? Like for children. 
It'd be kind of like having, uh, I was going to say Rugrats, but not Rugrats, because they actually they're, are kids. They're babies. We know that. that is a... Do not go on DeviantArt. Uh, I will, that, I can't. That is one you should that. avoid, absolutely. Uh, there's also, I guess it could be Homer and Marge, like a cake of them, like, banging or something. I don't want that. Well, well careful, your birthday. Sam, she wants an erotic cake, Simpsons oh. themed. She wants it to be a uh, comic book guy in Agnes. Ew. Well, no. And he's like... I don't want any sex cake. I... There's probably more than five places that make them in the city. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So what would you rate these episodes? Both episodes, Homer vs. the 18th Amendment and Sex Pies and Idiot Scrapes. Um, if we're gonna rate maybe the first one out of ten somethings I'm 10 parts to... 10 um i want to think of a theme how about 10 uh leprechaun wishes <laughs> sure 10 leprechaun wishes out of 10 um i'm gonna rate the first one i can't think of anything wrong with it yeah I'm but with it's you. not it's not like my absolute favorite but no. i don't i want i don't know nine and a half. Oh well well that's good i don't like there's nothing i like particularly and what about uh sex pies and idiot scrapes out of 10 out of 10, I want to think of a different metric for those. Out of 10, um, Irish children. Out of 10, cylinder cakes. Out of 10, old, uh, day old wangs. Out of 10, day old wangs, I want to give it four. Yeah. No, that's about right. Yeah. How about I'll, you? For Homer vs. the 18th Amendment, out of 10, what are we out of in this one? <laughs> we both forgot already. It was. How about 10 bowls? It was Leprechaun. It was, sorry, oh, 10 it was leprechaun, leprechaon Wishes. wishes. Sorry. Yeah, 10, Out of 10 leprechaun. leprechaun Wishes, I will give it... Honestly, I'll give it a... I was going to say 7.5. I'll give it an 8. Okay. Yeah, like, it, it's 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 good, but it doesn't... It's not an always go-to episode, Fair. I find. Maybe even... Yeah, no, I'll go 8. 8 okay. solid. And then for Sex Pies and Idiot Scrapes, I might be with you. I'll probably give it a 3.5 or a 4. Um, day Old Wangs. Yep. Got like it. really old day old wings too. Like, yeah. Like the kind that are like so crumply that you just don't want to have them. Like you just throw them out. Once again, I wish we could have saw them, but um, that's okay. Wish we could have saw. It's my imagination. Frosted buns. Yeah. Hot stuff coming through. <laughs> well, that's Lester and Eliza's crash course in depravity. It is. Uh, um, thanks for joining us for our St. Patrick's Happy Day. Happy St. Patrick's Day! Thanks for listening. Keep drinking that green beer river. Fuck yeah. See and a river, you just scoop that that water up, put it in your mouth, drink it out. Hey, Lisa, dare you to drink the water? I'm not sure that is water. And then you'll find out that it actually wasn't St. Patrick's Day and it wasn't dyed. It's just how it looks naturally. It's just like yeah. Ontario. That's just how it is now. Yeah. Um. So hopefully you survive through the toilet paper crisis. You know, if you're home, you got to wash your ass. You're just going to shower. I, I got one more thing. One of my leprechaun wishes, get rid of this coronavirus. Am I right, guys? Yeah. Everyone. Damn. Woo. Hey, uh, Woo. Fuck yeah. Thanks for joining us. Thanks. And we'll uh, see yeah, you, you can uh, follow us on Instagram oh, yeah. at, um, should we change the name? Do you want to change the name? We'll have to change the name. I did look into it. Uh, we can change it. Oh, yeah, yeah. We'll just we change can. it to Lester and Eliza Pod. Sure. 
follow us at Lesson Lies a Pod on all things social media. Twist, Twitter, Twitter. Sam said we should make a Twitter. So we should probably. Uh... What's that? Sam said we should make a Twitter. Oh yeah, even yeah. If we just like share. Don't worry, we'll get a Twitter out there. We'll get a Twitter. We'll do a face. We'll do an Instagram. Facebook, I guess we have an Instagram. In, uh, well, no, we already have a Facebook. It's Erotic Cakes. Yeah, it's Erotic Cakes. So... Uh, you'll know it's the one with SpongeBob. And you'll know it's out. the one SpongeBob has a boner, but. Um, his kinda... balls and the bottom half of his boner are covered by his underwear, but then his tidy whities the rest is coming out. Um, yeah, and then otherwise, um, I mean, you're obviously already listening. Um, and thanks. Thank and you. Keep... I want to see every country with this podcast listed. Now I that do we know too. analytics, even we got if... Mexico. Thanks, Mexico listener. If you want to, uh, even if you're listening on something that is not apple if you want to rate and review us that'd be really yes nice. please and if you do make it five stars yeah come on guys if you don't like it just don't rate us just don't listen i'm sorry yeah um, no i'm not sorry if you don't like it it's you that's the problem okay and uh just kidding thanks for five stars yeah thanks love you okay bye i'm forgetting the order shh Yay. Bye.